Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Morning, Giles. We haven't talked about our running order. Should we just do, we'll do yeah. that live, shall we? Should we just talk live about our running order? Yeah. Here we are again. In a fashionable Soho. We can say where it is. Oh, we decided not to in case protesters come. So terrible people will come and throw things at us. Um, yes, we're here because the builders are still here. Builders are still in our house going bang, 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 crash, 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 drill, drill, drill. So we've come to Fashionable Fitzroy over to record our podcast. But you have to go rushing back to have a site meeting. Oh my God, and I've got to go. So poorly mind. decided. I, come. I, I didn't decide it. It's like I, I am at the whim of these very busy people who can only meet at certain times in our house to look the at very the busy Brazilian Chao no, and Giorgio. It's not, it's and they, they, have, they can only have a meeting with you literally during our podcast. It's not on the our Brazilians. It's the head of the building company and lovely Anna who picks my fabric. We've got for to me. move it from Wednesday because I can't do Wednesday because I'm here in town. I've just come off. I have to do this radio show every morning. I have to do Times Radio. So I've said everything I think about it. It's everything. good. It's good. It's good. It keeps you keeps you like you know on your toes. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I've got loads and loads of stuff, loads of really funny stuff, that, that, all of which will actually work for your columns. Can I start? The whole point of the podcast is that you do, is it's basically meant to be you. I know. Saying, here you are, Giles, spoon feed me my columns. Great. I also haven't been able, because I've been so busy, to read the Wednesday papers. Well, there's not really anything in it. Um, <laughs> well, okay then. Well, it's amazing they bothered to print it. It is amazing that they bothered to print it. Really, yeah, poor old Angela Oh, poor Angela Lansbury. There well, she's on the front. I say poor Angela Lansbury. She's 96. She had, I'm very, very, obviously very, very sorry that she's uh, she's no longer with us, but she, she probably had a pretty good Bad life. Bad year she? to be 96, isn't like it? Like Versace, followed by Mother Teresa, followed by Prince Diana all over again. Was Versace that, that same yeah. year? Oh, same right. year. And she's actually, she's older than the Queen, because the Queen was 1926. Angela Lansbury. I'm only talking about her so that Ben can call this podcast a column, comma, she wrote. You know, he, maybe he, but have we he's got, giving you a patronising nod, might get he's this. not going to. We might get it through. Uh, but we haven't got much to say about Angela Lansbury apart from RIP. But I do Angela. have a lot to say about the coronation. So the Daily Mail are desperately trying to make this cup price coronation a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a thing. Okay, no one, like, I don't think anyone really minds what they do with the coronation. They're just kind of looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to the coronation. I'm going to have a party. My are sister, you? Yep, absolutely. I've been eyeing up Cotton Union Jack Bunting on Etsy. Cotton? Yeah, don't want plastic. No, no, obviously. Yeah, lovely what? Cotton Union Jack Bunting. Sandwiches, little fairy cakes, the radio one, 
lovely. It's going to be great. Okay, but so, of course, it does somewhat clash with an event in the Corrin household. Sam doesn't care about his birthday. Sam, is, his 10th birthday is the day of the coronation. Yeah. It, it reminds me, my 12th birthday was mm-hmm. the day of the Charles and Diana royal wedding. And I was furious because I thought everyone would be more interested in Charles and Diana than they were in me. And they were. A, a, a solipsism, <laughs> a narcissism, a problem I have to this day. People go, it's so sad about Diana. And I go, what about me? Yeah. And I thought that my birthdays forever afterwards, because that's how things look when you're 12, would just be overshadowed mm-hmm. uh, by people celebrating the royal wedding anniversary. So I was delighted, of course, when it all went tits up. Yeah. So um, Sam's 10th birthday and Archie Sussex's uh, fourth birthday, all on May the 6th next year. But no, but Sam just wants to play football with his cousins and we'll just get his cousins around. It'll be delight. He hates so, but birthdays. But what's, what's the column? So, okay, so, 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 sorry. So the, cor- the, 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 the column is your ideas for how to save money on the coronation. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, but... Did you read my column oh, no. yesterday? Yeah. You did read my it Monday was about, um It was about Le Carre and his ice on his scrotum. And the second item, about I'm all for the pared down coronation and they should use, a instead of a crown, a humble hat. Uh, instead of arriving in a carriage, you should come on a stolen electric whiz scooter. With oh, the... God, sorry. I, I did read it. Maybe that's why what gave me... Oh, oh but damn, it was terribly done... boring. Maybe if I try it again for Saturday, uh, the readers won't oh, notice. Oh, damn. I had money-saving ideas for the coronation. Really? That's, yeah. I literally did it. For, I oh, literally God. did 300 words on it. Okay, in this well, very paper but listen, on Tuesday. And uh, some of them were... Very, some of them... There, there were some really good ideas. Oh, God, sorry. I did read it. I did read it all the way through. Did you? But it's possibly... It probably then unconsciously gave me the idea of the coronation. You were given... Because occasionally you've had an idea of for a column in the Times written by from a oh, column written by else. someone in the Times. Yeah. It's rarely been that the peg is something I wrote. <laughs> okay, uh, but fine, it doesn't yeah, in, matter. On Tuesday, there was an excellent piece by Giles Corrin, I should began, in which he's, <laughs> it's no, it's absolutely, you're quite right that even as I was using it as a sort of 150 word item, I was thinking, oh, this would make a whole column. Yeah. Should press on regardless. Well, look, I mean, can I just tell you, can I just tell you what my money saving ideas for the coronation Absolutely. are? Absolutely. Um, so they need to do a lot of batch cooking for the coronation tea. So they're going to save money on all the kind of fancy catering. Yeah. Is it not coronation chicken, but coronation mouse? Coronation mouse, exactly. But batch cooked now right. to save on time and, you know, and batch cooked maybe at night to save on energy costs. Delicious. No <laughs> choir. Don't bother with the choir. Just get a nice big bow speaker and play some music off Justin Welby's phone. In, in Westminster Abbey. In Westminster Abbey. The Princess of Wales... I did. So if you don't, I suggested, for example, in my version, I suggested that instead of anointing Charles with holy oil... The Mazzola. Yeah, I did read it. You Ma- did read it. You, yes, read, my, read, you it. read the column I've already written about this. But anyway, let's press on regardless. Okay. Let's press on regardless. Okay. So the Duke of Norfolk, who would normally, I think, do something like the Westminster Abbey seating plan, which is notoriously incredibly difficult thing to do, get, fire him, get the Princess of Wales to do it instead. And when I say the Princess of Wales, I do mean Kate Middleton. No, get, the, get Kate Middleton's sister to do it. Oh my God, of course! Wait, and also, this is great because party Pippa piece, Middleton, author of... A celebration, best book ever. Widely mocked, but loved by you. Loved by me. So, the, so, um, the, so yes, exactly. That's a brilliant idea. So, party pieces is in some sort of financial trouble. They're not really making money. Party pieces, of course, the, the company, the party company owned by uh, Carol Middleton. They sell kind of like Union Jack bunting and stuff. Do you think? Do you think there would be any adverse commentary if um, Kate Middleton's sister? The company was to run the whole coronation. I don't think Pippa Middleton's got anything to do with it anymore. But yeah, no, fair enough. So anyway, basically, the Princess of Wales, with her long history of, uh, you know, party stuff, Mm -hmm. can do the seating plan in Westminster Abbey, notoriously a very difficult thing. And Prince Edward can film the whole thing for the BBC on his GoPro. Everyone can BYOB and bring their own chairs. 
Yeah. Do you have any other ideas for... Well, I've already, my column I've done on it yeah, already is already... rather more extreme than that already. Because yeah. I've gone... That's a, like a really sensible idea if it wasn't a coronation, but just someone's 43rd birthday party in mm. Camden. Yeah. Um, I suppose you're the one that kind of makes the magic happen. I'm just the ideas monkey. Yeah, and your idea there was taken from a column which I've already done. Um, the dress codes thing, okay? A city, uh, a woman was was thrown out of a uh, a smart Belgravia uh, private members club, which wasn't named, but of course you and it I was. Know. It was the you and I know that it was the woman who was thrown out yeah. was the City of London Club. No, it was Five Hartford Street. No, it wasn't. The woman wasn't who wore it? they called the woman who wore flat forms. Yeah. No, it was in the City of London. Oh. That was the point of it was that it was the City of London Club. Uh, and her, she was a female uh, CFO, which is quite unusual, and her, she was oh. the guest of a member of the club, oh, right. and she wore flat forms. I thought it was Five Hartford Street. Okay, never mind, who cares? The actual, the actual venue doesn't she wore, matter. The woman who wore, the, woman who wore the, the middle-aged lady who wore a big yeah. flowery dress and flat forms, yeah. and instead of throwing her out, they let her go and sit by, by, the, by, the, sort of, by the loos. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they said something stupid like, oh, she wasn't upholding our prescribed no, dress, yeah, dress yeah. code, whatever. Okay, fine. So, column for that is... Um, she should have been allowed to wear her trainers wherever she wants. Here are the real sartorial horrors that should be banned. I see how you've, you suddenly, that is a window, you're looking for an easy column for me. Yeah. It's a, the blip and then I just get to do a list. Yeah, exactly. The real sartorial horrors. I've there got was someone, had some, someone has written about... Especially in the city. Go on then. So, uh, but this, but I, I, so I started making a list of all the, all the things that people wear that I find unacceptable. Um, and they all turned out to be things that men wear that, unaccept- that are unacceptable. So, visible socks, too short. So what? What? Invisible socks. Visible socks. Visible socks. Visible socks? Visible socks. Like visible... What, what is an thing? invisible sock? No, but because your trousers are too short. Visible socks, because your trousers are too short. So it's bad if people can see your socks because yeah. you're... It's not that... <laughs> they, they, they should be everyone should be wearing because invi- invisible to me an invisible sock is much less acceptable invisible socks are the little socks like a trainer that, liner yeah which men are, shouldn't be allowed to wear because men oh also be- but but also so visible socks and also shoes with no socks darling darling, darling okay what? fine fine it, it doesn't have an edge it, it's just the things I don't like it has to have it's not a fashion column and it's not by you it's by me and it's on op-ed so if it's going to be Things it ha- the very notion. If I'm just saying they're not acceptable, then I'm, I'm being sort of Nikki Haslam or A.A. Gill, aren't I? I'm saying or, 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 or one of those sort of. But what about things you hate is the thing that you is your bread and butter. But what do I think? Of, first of all, what do I think about the women and the trainers? Don't know. What do you think about the women and the trainers? I think you should you should follow dress codes. But there was a really good column in the Times about her and her trainers. Oh, for or, God's sake! Well, this is a nightmare. It was someone said it, it was a very good column. I've forgotten who it was by about how trainers are horrible anyway, and they wear out really quickly, and they're, and they're, they're much more expensive than a proper shoe. But they Craig wear Brown out. in the Daily Mail. Yes, Craig yeah. Brown in the Daily Mail. It was brilliant. Oh, I could steal that. You're right. <laughs> the very good point he made that like a pair of leather shoes is quite cheap and lasts forever. Are you putting your notebook away? Yeah, is that I'm, it? I'm, 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 I'm giving up. I've got. I've had all my wonderful ideas, and you've just crapped over. I haven't all of crapped them. over all of them. Have you, have you got crap- any from today's paper which you've had a chance to read? You said. That I haven't. Uh, well, there was more on. Do you remember the other day you mentioned that the government was um, the government had a secret Ministry of Evil ah. department? You yeah. see, now you're making that sound like an old idea. When that's my big new thing for this column, which I was thinking would be quite good for this week. Fine. Well, let's, so let's talk about that then. Well, so Operation Rolling Thunder is the thing which is not managing to get off the ground. That's the name of Liz Truss's plan to make herself really popular. She's been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Le- Sorry. What? 
Operation Rolling Thunder. This is what it's called. I, where, and where did, where did Operation you... Rolling Thunder is the growth plan. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I never know how which basis I have to go back to with you. This is all a massive crap show. But you're aware there's a massive governmental crap show. She's trying to do her stuff ever since the mini budget, and none of it's working. Everything she does. I had no idea it was called Operation Rolling Thunder. Yeah, though. it's really it's fr- a terrible. It, name. The point, Operation Rolling Thunder. We get. We've been elected. We're going to do really great stuff for this country. We've got a really good plan. It's called Operation Rolling Thunder. Yeah. It just sounds like. The Nazi plan to invade Slovenia or something, Operation Gathering Storm. It's Barbarossa. It's Operation Sea Lion. It just sounds like an invasion plan. It does. The point is, she started off, like the first thing that she did, into government. Hurrah, it's a, we've won this thing, we've got a couple of years. The bankers' bonuses. She immediately got rid of the cap. limit, the cap yeah. on bankers' bonuses. Immediately looking like she's a bit evil. Um, she's then moved. She, she then she took, took away the the, the, inc- the top rate of income tax. She's put it back on again. But just recently, and it's happening every day. I mean, uh, she she she's, she a couple of days ago, the planning bill, which is going to have to be overturned. She 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 wants to remove the affordable housing requirement. Yeah. When you build every ten flats, you have to build one that's affordable. No, get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, she wants to scrap all those environmental protections. She wants to allow people to build extensions. She wants to get rid of all planning permission. Just build on your houses. Build, build, build. It's all the most terrible stuff. It's complete, total deregulation. Uh, she wants to have no-fault sackings. So you, previously, if you own more than 100,000 or something, you can't be sacked without a reason or something. I didn't really look. She's also got, she also wants to turn back no-fault sackings. She wants to be able to just throw people out of their yeah. houses, then build whatever the fuck you like, and then make loads of money. She's basically, she wants to... Uh, She's just basically trying to... Uh, well, there, there's, there, all of that, all of that There's is, fracking and also um, refusing to back the, the smoking reduction plan. So we'll come to the smoking one in a second, but yeah, yeah you're quite right. To so bring back fracking, uh, get rid of windfall taxes, although there's now a thing that looks a bit like a windfall. It's basically, her thing is really put everything in the hands of the most awful greedy people. Yeah. It's literally given to Gordon Gecko. You're quite right. Therese Coffey has said the plans to make Britain smoke free by Cigar 2030. Cigar chomping. <laughs> she's like she's like Thelma and what's her face out of out of The Simpsons. Um, and, and, and she, uh, she there's that picture out there of her yeah. with a cigar and now she wants to make she wants to basically make smoking compulsory you know there was the, <laughs> she, she wants to make smoking compulsory for everyone like over 14 again, yeah. I could get back to a column I wrote ages ago but you won't remember it so I'll be able to make the joke again you know the plan was to uh, make the age you're allowed to buy fags go up every year they do it in somewhere progressive New like Zealand. Denmark New, New Zealand. Zealand there you go uh, so that it goes up every year from 18, 19, 20, so that if you're now 17, you'll never be able to buy fags. And it goes up very every year. So when you're 25, no, it's gone up to 26. So you wipe out smoking from the bottom, leading to a situation, of course, where in 70 years' time, there'll be 92-year-olds standing on the street corner, stopping 93-year-olds and asking mm. them to go in and get them a packet of fags. That's very good. I love that. Um, that joke. Basically, this morning, she's decided, actually, windfall taxes are okay, but as long as it's on, it's on green companies. So now... Because the price of electricity is linked to gas and has gone up so high, nuclear and wind and solar electricity has become very expensive. And the companies that do that sustainable energy are now reaping huge benefits. And suddenly the government has decided that it's okay to do windfall taxes. And they want to do a windfall tax, basically a wind tax. They want to take all the money off the sustainable. It's as if they have got a department of pure evil. It is a little bit like that, isn't it? Um, uh, so yes, I thought we might have a sort of draft a letter. They will say they will say that what they're doing is cutting red tape, but what it does feel very much like it's deregulation, and it's, I, yeah. it's but it looks like they're just in the, what, so. What other things could the Department for Evil do? There is pressure, for example, to extend school meals to, so that more kids can have them. You have to be very very poor to get a free school meal. Yeah. You have to be you know it's something it's something like below eight thousand. Yeah, exactly. it's benefits in kind of stuff that are worth less than eight. So yeah. it should be right. They could just say 
ban school meals altogether. Don't let children eat. Yeah. Even if they're rich, even if they bring sandwiches, don't let them eat them. Uh, they could they could have a hedgehog cull. They could say, well, look, all these hedgehog <laughs> corridors, waste of money, all these hedgehog corridors. Let's just yep. kill the last remaining ones. Uh, they could pay people to shoot barn owls. Uh, they yes. could just go out there, shoot owls, and give them 10,000 quid for each skin or, yeah. or, or feathers. They could make it all, all the coronation, instead of wearing ermine, all the lords have to wear coats made from water voles and barn owls. Uh, and then when people protested it, you could call them the anti barn owl killing coalition. Mm-hmm. That's a joke about they the anti growth coalition. They could, right have, uh, they could scrap uh, areas of outstanding natural beauty. Yes. Build enormous... areas of outstanding ugliness. Yes. And make them compulsory. Yeah, this is quite good, actually. I think this might have legs. Areas of outstanding growth. And then just build loads and loads of really expensive houses on it. No affordable housing and huge, enormous... Uh, tanneries and fish refineries. So it would be a, a, a letter to the Prime Minister from the Department for Pure, from the new Department of Pure Evil. Yeah. It's basically, there's a, there's a, Jacob Rees Mogg was on, on the radio this morning just going around doing the rounds. And we know with this podcast, we love Jacob Rees Mogg. And he, he sounds so measured and so kind of reasonable and marvellous. If you read the plans, you'll know that it's all very sensible. Uh, talking about how it's not really a windfall tax. But you're really seeing that he wants to do this tax on, on the green energy. And they say it's not a windfall tax, but he's already on record as saying fossil fuel is fine, we should frack, it's all a conspiracy. It's kind of a vision of what would happen if Jacob Rees-Mogg were given pure free reign to do whatever he wants. It's the wildest imaginings of Jacob Rees-Mogg's kind of teenage imagination. Well, I think Jacob Rees-Mogg is basically, um, he's basically an excellent company man, isn't he? And he's just sort of, he's doing his duty to his prime minister. I sense a, I sense a little, a little wobble of panic Underneath that double-breasted suit, you I think. think so? yeah, oh I my think god! He's going. Uh, Do you think Jacob Rees-Mogg is standing there and, and it's a bit like the famous Mitchell and Webb speech when David says, "Wait a minute, we've got skulls on our yes badges <laughs> and we're wearing that. Are we? Yeah. Are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys? Do you think suddenly J- Jacob Rees-Mogg is? J- oh dear. Are I we think the he is. The yeah. problem is, if I didn't think Jacob was great and didn't really like his wife, who I see every summer at Rupert's um, summer party. Uh, Rupert Murdoch's summer party. I know, I was about to make a joke and then, and then shut my mouth. another person who's very popular on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if only I didn't, I could then, I could envisage the new Department for Pure Evil, headed by Secretary of State for Evil, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah. Uh, and then he could have all these suggestions for the I banning that, of school I dinners, the killing the of owls. Rees-Mogg, I think the Jacob Rees-Mogg thing, I think he is, I think he is first and foremost incredibly, incredibly loyal to his party. And so I think he's carrying out these, I don't, I don't. I just don't want believes, to do mock bashing. So, no, um, and, and also leaving that aside, even if uh, we didn't think Jacob Rees-Mogg was quite fun, uh, it's boring to have a go at Jacob Rees-Mogg because it's a cliche because everyone does. Um, but I think your department for pure evil is very good. It's a very, very good idea because because it is. It really is. I mean, they are. They are. Matthew Paris warned us that Liz Truss was not up to the job, and he was right. Michael Gove warned us in person on holiday in Devon. Michael Gove also, like Rupert Murdoch and Jacob Rees-Mogg, very popular in this podcast. We don't just like the same people that everybody else likes. Uh, we no, love Michael we like Gove, and Michael said revealed to us long before he came out um, to, as, a, as a Sunak supporter that. Um, uh, that he was, he couldn't vote for Liz Truss um, because she was too mad. Yeah, you're not allowed to call women mad. You are. Though. Look, Ben's laughing was I said mad, but he laughed when I said Michael Gove came out as a Rishi Sunak supporter. I mean, you just you can't laugh at that, but he did, and he's Mr. Millennial woke beardy, completely. Ben is increasingly coming up against the harsh realities of life, and he will be a conservative very shortly. 
there will be more from Esther and me after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free. Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you got any other thoughts? Yeah, Jamie Oliver. Now, Jamie Oliver, great friend of this podcast, uh, <laughs> along with Michael Gove, Rupert Murdoch, and Jacob Rees-Mogg, join the crowd. So if you could shuffle in there next to Vladimir Putin, Jamie. Jamie is a dear, dear, dear old pal with whom I play poker two or three times a year. I will not hear a word said against him. No. What's the old twat done now? No, so Jamie Oliver has been promoting his new book, uh, One. I mean, Jamie what? Oliver has... One? Been, yes, That's the one. Queen's autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, One. So Jamie Oliver has been doing a series of cookbooks in the last sort of 10 years. Oh, is it down from, he used to do yes. the 20 minutes, the 10 minutes, the 5 minutes. minutes. This isn't yeah. the one minute recipe. You no, know, it isn't. It's everything in one pan. And one pan uh, cooking. I thought it was everything in one minute. So there are, one pan cooking is quite popular at the moment. Um, uh, uh, there's, she called is Jane, that to save gas because of the... Jane Lovett, who did, she did one pan cooking. And then there's another, there's that lovely girl who does like what everything in one, in one baking. Pot. Yeah, one, one But you pot. can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. Uh, she does everything in one baking dish. Anyway, she, and she's got she's got one she's got she's got she does one for ve- vegetarian, one for vegan, one for. Pudding, well, her books are going to be great. flying out the door after this this plug. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Rukmina, she's called, and I can't remember her surname. I'm really sorry, but her books are great. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Jamie Oliver is slightly jumping on this bad bang of book, which is like one. So it's one pot cooking, okay? And he's 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 been around the place. At Can the I say again? One. That's the name of the Queen's autobiography. I think. Don't worry. I think Ben. We'll but maybe back. he didn't get it the first time. No, he did. He did. Just, just because we didn't, we did laugh. One. Yes. Okay. Um, so he's I've been around, most notably at the Times, the Cheltenham Literary Festival, which is uh, hosted by the Times, yeah. um, promoting his book. And he's been saying all sorts of things uh, like, you know, every, give, give children free school meals, food is important for children, all that kind of stuff. And he also said uh, that when he's at his best as a chef, it's because he's thinking like a woman. 
Um, which well, how interesting that on the day that Eddie Izzard decides to run as an MP, did you see that today? Oh, God, I missed that as well. Did you? Oh, Where did come you find to that? that? What? Where did you find that? I've got to be fair... Molly Guinness, producer on Times Radio, texted it to me at five o'clock this morning Fine. ahead of my appearance on her panel to say, what do I think of that? Eddie Izzard. So anyway, well, we, 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 Jamie's going to, he dresses like a woman to, oh, thinks like a woman. No, he th- he's think like a woman. And obviously everyone's very upset about this. Do you, you think know. instead of, rather than dressing like a woman, I imagine Jamie probably has a lot of those aprons for cooking, which have a lady's yes, I think bra and knickers <laughs> on the front of it. Would that count? Would you, could you then change your pronoun? I think Jamie does. I feel, I feel like he does have quite a lot of like novelty fun stuff to do with he must have been given so much crap over the years anyway so he says i have to think like a woman and lots of people got very upset going oh you know women don't all think the same you know blah, blah. And, and when when he, he said you know i'm you know women are you know more flexible in the kitchen and then react to what's happening they don't stick to things so rigidly they just you know they're, they're a bit more i thought it was usually the, the sexual stereotype was normally that women do follow recipes and men are just express themselves and throw things about he doesn't feel that no, and I think he, I think he's right. I'm the one who goes in and into the kitchen and goes, right, well, what the fuck have we got for dinner? And you're the one who, who, whenever I put something down in front of you and I say it needs salt, you sort of poke it about and say, did you follow a recipe? I go, no, no obviously I not. I you never do. say that. I go, did you, you taste it? <laughs> That's the thing you've never done. I never ever ever said it's fine. You can make this work for you if you want, but I've never said, did you follow a recipe? You. I never have. Oh my never god. Never have. You... No. Sometimes you do a dish and I just go, is this one of your own or is this from a recipe? I love, how you've rewritten... <laughs> I love how you've rewritten history. No, it's just you don't taste things. No, no, it's, but, but what's interesting is he says he, he thinks like a woman. He's, he's acknowledging there are gender differences. So what does Jamie mean when he says he's cooking like well, a woman? Well, personally, I think what he means is that when he... So people... But Jamie Oliver's fans, I'm, I reckon, I assume, are mostly women. He's incredibly popular with with women. He's just got like, he's just got like a rapport with women. But it's mostly because I think he. What first attracted you to multi-millionaire Jamie Oliver, who does all the cooking? His nice big hugs, and he smells and so nice. Yeah. Um, and he he basically he he understands he understands the pressure that most adult women. Are, are under in this country, so they they get they they get up. They if they've got kids, where they get up, they feed their kids, get the kids to school, get like have lunch, and then at the end of the day, it's mostly women who are getting dinner on the table. And Jamie Oliver is incredibly helpful because he's got a billion recipes. They all work, unlike some other famous chefs who I will not name. But you can you can be absolutely sure that in a Jamie Oliver recipe, it's going to work. It will definitely work, and there are. Millions. And he's, what does he say about? So like he that? didn't expand. Or he didn't. He didn't actually say that. I'm just kind of like overlaying my own assumptions onto what he said because I don't think he could possibly mean that women are all the same. He's not dim enough to say something like that. He said, you know, I have to think like when I when he said I have to think like a woman. He means he means when I'm making a recipe, when I'm writing a recipe, I have to think like my fans. Basically, I have to think like the people who love me, and that's Did he expand that's when women he said, I with family. Like I, I wasn't there, so the, he, he didn't he, I mean, really... was it in the paper, did it say? It, no, it didn't really, it was, it was quite, it was quite a small piece in the paper, and it just said, I've got to think like a woman, you know, women, basically women are more flexible, and they kind of adapt to what's going on in the kitchen. I don't, I wasn't at the talk, so I don't know what else he said, but I bet he said something like, you know, we haven't got very, you know, women have to get an evening meal on the table every single day, and they have, it has to have some sort of vegeta- vegetable element, and it has to be tasty, and it has to be quick, and it, it has to use ingredients that you recognise that can be sourced from a local supermarket. What he means is he's not doing... Like Chinese packet noodles, pesto pasta from the supermarket thing. Yes, sweet and sour chilli sauce or whatever, some, cori- some coriander on top, 
Bish bash bosh. Kids will throw it back right in your face if you put coriander on the top. But what, so if if we did a column, but I, okay, but you could you could bad faith it. And you could say, okay, he 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 says he's his best buddy when, when he's thinking like a woman. What else, What other jobs? What, yeah, he's saying, what would happen if I thought like a woman? And yeah. that's you're in risky territory. You are. You definitely. But but you would have to make it completely stupid, and then you maybe, you know. It's okay, bollocks to it. Bit boring and Let's a bit just, cliche. Yeah. Well, yeah. just being a bit boring and a cliche. My that's man, stopped you in the past. Up, yeah. I had to be. Yeah, I like being a column that I actually already wrote earlier in the week, for yeah. example. And also that there were there are but there, there weren't really any jobs that I could find. That women don't do already. Tell me about Sarah Jessica Parker's pigeon bag. Oh, okay, all right, all right. What? What? Okay. What, I don't what, know. I saw fine, that and I okay. thought that'll be something Esther can tell yeah, me yeah, about. Yeah, what? It I, what the fuck? Right. What the actual fuck? Yeah. She's carrying what looked like it didn't even look like a bag. It looked like a sort yeah. of hollowed out pigeon. It looked like a sort of pigeon. Salt pig. It looked like a pigeon that you would put mustard. It was a saucier. It was like a gravy boat. She's yep. walking around in a sort of dirty old mac or a boiler <laughs> suit. Uh, and I, we, we've talked about her before in fashion, and I don't pretend to. But she's carrying. She's wearing a boiler suit and carrying a, a some sort of ceramic pigeon. Right, Explain. Okay. So that is. Um, but assume that I know what a Fendi baguette is. Yeah. And work up from there. Fine. That is an in joke. It's a quite an elaborate oh. in joke, okay? So back in series oh, two or th- three, I think it was series two, okay? When Sarah Jessica Parker, when Carrie Bradshaw is going out with Mr. Big. Too much information. Okay, no, tell me, tell Can me. Can you just, me. but bear in mind though that we have quite a high percentage of women listening to this. We, we've got, we, we, we rate quite highly with ladies and they will know what I'm talking about, okay? So just. Pay attention. In series two, make a cup of tea. In series two, when Sarah Jessica Parker is going out with Mr. Big, Mr. Big buys her a an evening clutch. I think it's from Swarovski, and it's in the shape of a swan. I think it's a swan, and she looks at it and she just goes, "Oh my god, this is disgusting." Okay, and it's a kind of comment on the gift that the boyfriend buys you that shows that he has no idea who you are. So it, it's Every that. Every present that I've ever bought you. What do you mean? Why do you need... I do, you, you get me excellent presents. Do I? Yeah. Yes. Fuck off. And I say all the time, thank you so much for my excellent presents. And then take it back and, and change it. I don't. I haven't taken back and, back and changed Mostly anything it's for just ages. I, not since I bought you those Chanel trainers have I genuinely thought I got it right. What do you got... What do you mean? All that, like the, the hat that you got me and those glasses, those sunglasses that I wear every day, okay, literally every day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then that scarf I wore all winter and my teapot that I love and these rings that I buy for myself and you pick up and pay for that I choose for myself. Those mugs which you don't like. So the pigeon. Yeah. What mugs that I don't like? Those, those big you are such, Le Creuset you're mugs. Such, you're such a praise junkie. I just can't Actually, deal with it. We, I did through Sam get you that pink Flamingo, Flamingo mug, which tea, I love, which like. I love, and I drink yeah. out of every single day. You do? Okay, fine. So stop fishing for I was just trying to make friends. it about me, because I was bored with hearing about Sarah Jessica fucking Parker. Okay, fine. But so I did Sarah, ask you about her. So, so Sarah, because in one of the episodes of that show, yeah. she, 50 years ago, she carried a Swarovski swan or possibly chicken. Now yeah. she's... But the bag exists, doesn't it? It's made it's by a... J.W. Anderson pigeon clutch. Yes. Yes. Do you want one of those for Christmas? No. No. What other hollowed out animal would you like <laughs> for Christmas? Is it... Would you like a badger... 
clutch? Or would you like... Um... I think that... Yeah, they, they look, it's just, I mean, it's just the absurdity of fashion, isn't it? I mean, it is, and it is a very, very elaborate in-joke for, for passionate uh, consumers of Sex and the City content that she's carrying around this J.W. Anderson pigeon bag. Okay, clutch. fine. Well, that allows us to segue into another thing, which is another story from the papers I haven't had a chance to read um, uh, yet. Uh, is that today's paper? But I saw a story as I was flicking through. Forget what you thought, fish have good memories. Do you what? see that? Sorry? This is from the paper. I, I read it, but I forgot. Uh, contrary to what you may have heard, a study has found that goldfish have very good memories. I skipped over that because I really didn't want you to do two fish talking to each other about what they remember. What were you talking about? So I've forgotten. We've got to do that joke at least. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. And by searching thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin Has No Idea, you can access a special offer just for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.